professional wrestler and former Ring of Honor Pure Wrestling Champion, Hurricane John Walters. In- What's going on, guys? This is Supermax Hernandez, a.k.a. Hot Stuff Hernandez. What's up, guys? You're listening to Joel Jose Maximo, the SAT. This is Shaheem Ali. This is Crowbar. Hey, this is Jeff Gorman, former announcer for Ring of Honor. This is Tyson Dukes, and you're listening to the Ring of Honor Review. Hello and welcome to the ROH Review on DBGWrestling.com. I am free-time pro wrestling author Oliver Newman. And I'm pro wrestling journalist Stephen Jackson. Wee! And our t-shirt sponsors for this week are my uh, Carnage Crew t-shirt, where I am fat. I'm working on it. (sighs) I don't drink. Pissed off. Yeah, probably in today's climate. <laughs> uh, the one-time ROH Tag Team Champions and fantastic guests that I had the uh, honor and privilege to interview for are, um, you know, soundcloud.com forward slash bbgwpod and for our YouTube, which we'll put in the description later. And Stephen, what wrestler's t-shirt are you wearing? Hmm... Well, you may have seen a sneak preview there, everybody, but it is, of course, my old pal from down south, Bandido. So, Bandido es mi amigo of the uh, of Mexi Squad, current member yeah. of the uh, Ring of Honor Six Man Tag Team Champions, and former member of Lifeblood. So, yeah. So, absolutely. And, and just standing up again, so hopefully you can see my t shirt. <laughs> that's it, in full. <laughs> Uh, you can't see it on the audio. We apologise ahead of we time. Do. Um, how are you doing today, Stephen? Yeah, yeah, good. Been tired. It's been a long week, but getting there. Um, it's you know been a bit rainy as well. Weather's been miserable here in the UK, but hopefully it's due to pick up. And but been a great episode and a great week of Ring of Honor. I'm looking forward to talking about it. How are you doing, Oliver? I've already apologised off air for the singing. Okay, <laughs> enough. Uh, yeah, you know it's uh, it's tricky. It's tricky being in uh, you know social distancing. That's all we can do from afar. Um, isolation and lockdown and stuff. Uh, definitely missing human contact outside of you know people and stuff uh, around me. Uh, but very fortunate and grateful that I do have people around me. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, just put things into perspective, and then um, yeah, much like you, it's a it's a great episode of the the TV show, and you know we have some fantastic things planned for our listeners and our viewers out there. So um, yeah, I, I don't think we can build it up any more than that, Stephen. To be fair, <laughs> no. we we are gonna start hot and heavy. We we have a four match card. For this week's fantasy booking card that me and Stephen have put together. And uh, yeah, we're going to start with a, a fantastic opening match that I'm sure Stephen can't wait to talk about. Absolutely. So our opening match tonight is a, is our throwback match, which took place back in 2002 at the Murphy Rex Centre at the first ever final battle the winners of this match, or the winner of this match, wins a Ring of Honor contract, full-time contract, that is. And the two competitors in this match are Ring of Honor legend Colt Cabana and his friend slash rival for this match and 
future Ring of Honor world champion, CM Punk. So over to you, Oliver. What did you make of this? Uh, this was this was superb. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if I've seen this before. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if I've seen this before, but just lots of risks. Um, the, the O'Connor role that we talked about off air was a thing of beauty. <laughs> um, you can't see that on audio, but you can on video, you know, bloopers and everything. That, that'll come, don't worry. Mm-hmm. Um, O'Connor role by Punk was, oh, it was amazing. It made me dream of WCW vs. NBO World Tour and <laughs> WCW vs. NBO Revenge. Um, cool reversals, like I said, lots of risks. Um, yeah, Punk, like, uh, you know, dropping Cabana on the top rope, for example, and ending yeah. up nearly proud. Uh, the Pepsi plunge, which is just an unbelievable move to give and to take. And it's one of those moves you, you still wish you saw, but you're grateful you, you, uh, you saw it in the first place. So, yeah. Yeah, we, we usually kind of build up our card, but we've four matches tonight. And the me and you, knowing Stephen because of our fandom, that with a opening match, you hit the fans fast and hard and you give them something that pumps them up. And uh, this Punk versus Cabana match definitely does that. Yeah. Um, I'll throw it back to you for a second because obviously it's on YouTube. How many views does it have? Uh, 10,000 views plus, so just over 10,000 views. And and like Stephen said, this is available, well, like I said, for it, Stephen, this is available on, on Ring of Honor Wrestling's YouTube channel. So obviously listen to our podcast and then go and check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great stuff. Uh, the I think the added thing I loved about this was that it was for a Ring of Honor contract which yeah. was something I loved back in the early days that people had to earn the right to be in the company. And you would never think that CM Punk and Colt Cabana actually had to do that, but they actually did, which I thought was great. Um, before we move on and stuff, um, this, this is another thing, and it ties into like the Jeff Gorman interview that we did. Uh, Jeff was fantastic. Um, the, the fact that Punk needed the heel turn, like this, this match kind of showed that he... He needed the heel turn as much as Xavier needed the heel turn yeah. uh, to establish himself in the company. Yeah, because obviously Punk was a good wrestler and stuff, but he—I don't know if he would have reached the heights that he did without the heel turn and without the Raven feud. Yeah, and, and you can tell that from this match. All the moves are there. Uh, the, the connection with the crowd is is getting there, but the heel turn definitely helped and. Obviously, when he said about Raven, you know, pissing it all the way, I'm allowed to say that because it's on my shirt. Um, <sighs> and, uh, you know, this is real. This is true. This is straight edge. I mean, I still get tingles down my spine when I hear those words repeated, you know, in that, in that backstage segment with Lucy and Colt Cabana. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, Punk needed to turn, and this match kind of proved that to me. but. Uh, my gosh, it is such a great standalone match that you guys and and girls out there can can uh, watch for free. So yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple of other little highlights I thought were 
fun in this was there was a great um, reverse Mexican surfboard from Colt Cabana onto CM Punk, which I thought was awesome, which was similar to the Billy Goat's Curse. Um, there was a great gut wrench power bomb, which Jack um, Swagger of now of um, Jake Strong of AEW used as his finishing move, which I thought was great. Um, yeah. I loved how the um, tope was used as well by Punk, which was something he didn't use often. Um, both guys just went for it. You know, great airplane spin. From, I think he got that from Eddie, didn't he? Yeah. Eddie yeah. Graham. The leg yeah. um, Belly to belly from the top rope. Uh, superplexes, as you mentioned, the Pepsi plunge. And they, and I also noticed on commentary, they mentioned that Paul Turner, who was one of the um, most important referees in Ring of Honor history, this I think was probably one of the first um, matches or one of the first you know, um, times he was part of the company as well. And then you'd see how his career as a referee would go on as well. So it was a really kind of a match of firsts. And yeah. as Oliver mentioned as well, it is available, or it will be available on our YouTube channel as part of the throwback and playlist. So you can go and check it out there for once you've listened to the podcast. So it's there for everyone to see. And and I think one of the, the important things there is obviously they were fighting for the contract and they went all out for yeah. So it just yeah. shows prestige of wrestling in ring of honor yeah absolutely so so yeah with the throwback talked about and steven take a drink because it's good to stay hydrated <laughs> um we're gonna throw it over to yourself steven you got some breaking news for us i have got breaking news uh several bits of breaking news in fact so as we've mentioned our friend dan hausen he's always watching always. Uh, no swearing no swearing um, no swearing um, Dan Housen's T-shirt after he um, made a um, plea to ROH management, he wished for a T-shirt to be sold on the website, is selling massively and it's not going well with uh, or sitting well with Marty Skirl so there's been some great sort of interaction between those two. I mean those I will say on one match when this yeah, is done. Oh my brilliant. god. Brilliant. The way this has helped bring that character of Dan Housen up in terms of his character development and Ring of Honor has always been criticised for character development not being there but I feel this COVID situation has really helped those characters come out more so in Ring of Honor and I feel they've really done it really well especially yeah. with Dan Housen fantastic um, so that's one of them you have to say those things about Dan Housen though because always watching absolutely <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen um, the Ring of Honor um talent have been playing Dungeons and Dragons in a new um, online show called Role Play of Honor, um, which debuted on the 6th of June. Um, so if you're a fan of Dungeons and Dragons, then definitely check that out. Uh, there's clips available on um, on Twitter and social media, and I think the full video is available on YouTube. So I believe the Beer City Brews is actually playing Dungeons and Dragons, and the, it might be both the um, BS, um, the uh, the bouncers. I'm not sure if Brian Milanos is there as well, but a uh, cool little thing as well, something a bit different as well, a bit of fun. Um, yeah. ROH week by week. Um, this week uh, had Quinn McKay and uh, amazingly uh, Jay White of New Japan Pro Wrestling being uh, interviewed as part of the segment, uh, which was a ton of fun. Definitely check that one out. And then the word of honour this week was actually the every, every week Ring of Honour producer blog, which I know you all have, have said how enjoyable they are to read and they really are give a really great insight into the talent and the personal lives and personal interests and the careers this week is um 
PJ Black, where he was explaining about his rehab after he'd um, had an injury from school. Really great to hear from a former WWE star who wasn't, I believe, given his dues in the company, um, given a second chance. Anniversary of the Nexus invasion. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, which is crazy to think about 10 years ago and how things have changed. You know, it's unbelievable. Um, so that was definitely something I'd recommend people check out. And finally, there have been more um, matches added from 2006 to the Honor Club, including Brian Danielson and Kenta, um, one of the most important matches in Ring of Honor history from Glory by Honor 2. Uh, sorry, Glory by Honor 5, Night 2, which I know you all have like me are a massive fan of, um, that particular match. Well, we we uh, not necessarily a poll, but kind of we picked out the top eleven shows in ROH history, and I believe that was number one. Yeah, yeah, so it's number one for a reason, people. <laughs> absolutely, um, it's a it's a match, and it's a show you have to go and see um, ASAP if you can. Um, yeah, so that's the breaking news for for this week. Lots um, still going on. Lots of. I read as well that there are a lot of interesting uh, interview people, sorry, interview subjects coming on the uh, on ROH Strong podcast. Sorry, so that'll be interesting to learn about as time goes on. But yeah, a loaded week of news. Yeah, so I'll pass it back over to you, Oliver. And and do you want to talk about ROH Strong because you I can this? Yeah, yeah. So uh, just to finish off, ROH Strong this week was um, the subject was uh, the mercenary Flip Gordon. Um, the interview itself wasn't just as long. It was about an hour and 10 minutes, but um, fantastic, all the same. Flip really, um, it, as we saw with his um, with his recent Star Spotlight, which was on the uh, Ring of Honor Wrestling show, yeah. phenomenal. Uh, this adds into that as well. He mentioned how he's taken up learning accounting, interestingly. Uh, right. He's... Yeah, yeah, doing stuff while he's away. Uh, been staying in shape, doing gym workouts and things. He explained about his excursion excursion down into Mexico with Marty Skrull and with CML, CMLL, which was interesting. And him and Kevin Eck had a bit of a Spanish um, sort of interaction and conversation. It was quite fun. How it just came off the tongue, which was funny. Yeah. Um, in terms of the Mexican connection, he mentioned how he... Um, mentioned his flat earth theory and how that came about talking to Juventud Guerrero when he was down in Mexico, which was a really interesting little uh, tidbit. Yeah, really interesting. Um, I know. Really interesting. Has come exactly. Back. Exactly. <laughs> has he ever um, been in ROH? No, he's never been in ROH since Juventud, sadly. In ROH. He needs Just super crazy at the Mexico's was in the first ever show. Um, yeah, again, but of course, this sadly hasn't. Eddie Guerra. Yes, absolutely. A intercontinental title, maybe. Yes. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. I'll have a pat on the back for that one. I think. Barry Horowitz pat on the back there. Oh yeah, pat on the back. Yeah. So you mentioned about how um, he was formerly, um, as we mentioned every week about our oh, and mentioned about the mental health issues and the um, mental health advocacy myself and Oliver both have how he'd been actually in two and three well he'd been in three mental hospitals before the age of 13 which was unbelievable um, which we kind of touched on in his star spotlight but was mentioned more so here about his upbringing with his uh, mum and his uh, four three brothers 
all from different fathers. So he opened opens up about that. Um, I just this point, sorry, Stephen, I've got to cut you off. That's okay. Flip, you are absolutely incredible for being that courageous and that brave to tell us about your mental health struggles. Yeah, uh, I, you know, once again, can't see an audio, but I guess you can hear it. amazing flip you you've taken a subject that was once taboo and uh you know with the the doors the the hinges are, are kind of opened a little bit and you you're kind of blowing the hinges off and we, we honestly applaud you for that thank you so much yes um completely echo oliver's thoughts there with that and it was really humbling as well to hear how from there he was able to you know he, he was saying how he was being picked on a lot at school and for sucking his thing- fingers till the age of 14, which was something you think like little things. And But then from getting into those fights, it led him into then being, um, he, he took medication, he mentioned, but then it sort of, he found wrestling as his calling then from there when he was, um, when he was looking for an outlet and excuse yeah. me, as well as gymnastics, he took on uh, MMA just to interrupt you again, Stephen, sorry, but no, that's okay. Um, people are going to, and, and this is what I want to say, and we'll probably say at the end and stuff, people are going to judge you. They're going to judge you for being small, tall, uh, big, uh, you know, uh, thin, uh, you know, fat, anything. They're going to, they're going to judge you. So don't let your happiness be, you know, determined by another person. Live your life and, you know, just, just be yourself. Yeah, so um, you can be. Say that later, but it, it makes sense to say it now too. Yeah, yeah. Um, from his um, wrestling, from finding wrestling, he actually took on gymnastics and he became an amateur wrestler in freestyle wrestling. And it was interesting to find out as well that he was actually a briefly an MMA fighter and he was in four fights and has a record of two and two. It's unbelievable to find out. Um, he spoke about his time in the early days of Ring of Honor facing um, facing guys like uh, Adam Page and when he then eventually faced Bully Ray as we saw on the special for his final battle 2018 uh, I Quit match which was unbelievable and then how he was recruited into Villain Enterprises and how he became the mercenary through various injuries but also wanting to change his character and how he saw becoming a heel as a challenge because kevin said about pulling the curtain back but it is a challenge he was saying but it's something he leapt on and he's made his own and mm. it was a great interview he was he, he was really complimentary of marty he was complimentary of the fact that he wants to make ring of honor his heart's there and he wants to make it his own he was complimentary of the elite so um the young bucks and kenny omega and cody Rhodes, cody as he's known now mm. and it was really a great interview which added more flesh on the bones what we saw in the WWE sorry the the ROH wrestling show I mentioned WWE there bizarrely probably sneaking of Cody Rhodes who knows it, it, we don't mention it's a swear word on this program thoughtly um, <laughs> he's not going there but just, no. just so you mention that Stephen let's let's just have a, a quick debate between me and you which do you think it's easier to be a face or a heel I think it's definitely easier to be a heel because I think it's a lot easier for people to 
dislike somebody who's going into the ring. But I think what's harder is having to get into that mindset if you're a very nice person in your head, which Flip appears to be, which was explaining. So it's absolutely fine. <laughs> I think it's very hard to be a babyface, personally. I think if you can be one, then I give you all credit in the world. But it's a much harder um, kill to climb. I, I echo what my modern day says that Paul London says it's easier to be hated than loved. Yes, like you absolutely. Go bar and you can make people hate you. Yeah. Try, try and go into a bar and make people love you. Yeah. It's true. So, easier to be a heel. Yes. And from uh, that, Unless you've got any more news. Just to say, just definitely give it a listen. It was a great interview. Kevin's doing a fantastic... Just to say as well, Kevin's doing a fantastic job with these ROH Strong interviews. All of them have been fantastic. All of them are well worth listening to. And I just want to say that all of the ROH talent who have appeared on them, I just hope that you're safe. And just thank you for taking the time to go on them and talk about what you've been doing because it really has given more insight into a lot of the talent who have been watching. So just thank you. Mm-hmm. absolutely 100% um, yeah so uh, you know talking about that uh, we've, we've got to pay the bills uh, as uh, Chris Lovey said on commentary um, I don't know who that guy is though um, yeah so yeah. with that we we at Broken But Glorious uh, Wrestling Podcast Network have got a, a partnership with Power Stamp TV Um you know, last time you spoke on it, 7,000 hours of professional wrestling, 150 plus promotions, I believe. Yeah. Uh, you can get that for a month on us using the code Broken Free. And it's a fantastic service that I, uh, you know, thoroughly recommend and Stephen does too. It's his pin yeah. tweet on the Twitter he can't talk about. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So from there, we are going to move on to our next match. Over to you, Stephen. Yes. So our next match this evening is going to be our Future of Honor contest, which took place down in Florida. Um, And it's between Hunter Law and uh, Showtime Troy Hollywood. So take this one again away, Oliver. What did you make of this? Yeah, uh, once uh, in this instance, Ian Riccoboni and QT Marshall of AW fame now are on commentary. I thought they did a really good job. It's in the yeah. arena, so I say boo because we want it in the dojo. Uh, Troy hurting his feet, kicking was quite a funny little comedy spot. <laughs> cool. And and the really big takeaway I took from this would is that Troy. Hollywood would be a fantastic tag team partner to the the rising star in AEW. Uh, we had, uh, you know, Chris Lappin of of the uh, the network had the opportunity to interview him as well. Uh, Sugar D, uh, or as Chris Jericho calls him, Pineapple Pete, because <laughs> of very similar personalities, and they would be a brilliant tag team. So. If AEW are, uh, are listening and watching and stuff, and you know we've only heard about Troy Hollywood on Future of Honor, so snap him up, tag him up with uh, Sugar D, Pineapple Pete, and who knows, maybe AEW future AEW World Tag Team Champions. Yeah. Um, great stuff. Fun stuff. 
Code of Honor was followed, as I always like to mention. It's always fun when it gets followed, especially in these future Honor matches. It adds to the yeah. sort of uh, atmosphere. Just over 4,000 views, which was a nice amount for a future of Honor match as well. Crowd were really into this, though. The crowd were really... I thought they did really well with this match. I feel that they worked hard. Um, I liked the fact that both guys kind of were vocal in that they would like going, yeah, and yeah and all that and like had a battle on with the head headlocks i quite liked that i thought that was a little fun spot to make it more exciting mm-hmm. um like you said the tour thing was great how my tour <laughs> which i think should be a t-shirt i think that's great on oh, shorts he was jumping around like he was um i don't know why coyote or something yeah. <laughs> it was great yeah. um the uh, German suplex uh, from Hunter was great. Hunter Law, he said he was trained by Jay Lethal, from what I gather, oh, yeah. and I think, yeah, if I got, if I gathered that correctly on commentary, which I think um, really shows in the way he works, and I would like to see more of him, because uh, I really think he'd... Troy was trained by, Stephen. Oh, sorry? Do you know who Troy was trained by? I don't think they mentioned that on commentary, actually. Or if they did, I missed I missed that particular part, but I'd, I definitely heard as Hunter came out, it was trained by Jay Lethal. Um, so that was a cool little interlude as well with the Ring of mm-hmm. Honor connection. Um, they worked really well. And the um, I just said at the end, just in my notes, that, that either AWR or Ring of Honor need to sign these guys up as soon as possible because they were both great. They both have a lot of potential. And, you know, they, I want to see them again. And there was some really create like the bicycle kick to the back was really cool and just different stuff. It was just really different and really fresh and fun. And it was exciting. And mm-hmm. I think they did great. So, yeah, definitely one for people to go and seek out. Absolutely. And uh, that segues on to our uh, next match, which is from the Women of Honour. And it is Heather Monroe against Brandy Rhodes. And, um, yeah, M- Mandy Leone, eh, the exotic goddess, is on commentary with Caprice Coleman and Ian Riccoboni. And, um, yeah, this was just a quality wrestling match. I mean, the the holds. I mean, I- I'm sure I saw, like, a Doug Williams reversal in there somewhere. From- yeah. Oh, it was like, what? You, you've been watching British wrestling and we applaud uh, you. We've done too much applauding, so we won't do it again. Um, but yeah, just a, just a really good match. Um, another instance where we, we sarcastically say shouldn't be any women's wrestling in Ring of Honor. Uh, um, but yeah, just made the most of the minutes. Really good technically. Uh, yeah, I'd... I'd I really like this match. Um, I'll have to throw it to you, Stephen, obviously, for your opinion and for the views. How many views? Yeah. Yeah. 44,000 views, which is brilliant, once again, for a Women of Honor match. Took place in Las Vegas, which is a really... Sin City, Las Vegas, which is a great place for you know wrestling shows, as we know. Um, yeah. <coughs> excuse me. Um, Code of Honor was followed again, which is always nice to see that followed, as I just mentioned. Um, yeah. Heather hit a vicious double stomp to the outside to Brandy Rhodes, which I thought was um, particularly nasty. The um, arm lock 
um, exchanges and the you know the actual technical work, as you mentioned, was wonderful. There were some really sound technical reversals, and the sling blade from Brandy looked awesome. Yeah. Um, it, it was just a really well wrestled, well you know um, clinical match. It, it just worked. And Heather Munro again is a woman who I, I, I've seen her a couple of times. I haven't seen her much, but she's another female wrestler I would love to see in. Yeah, Ring of Honor. I don't know if she's been if she's part of Impact or um, I don't believe she's part of WWE from what I know of. So she must be somewhere in the independent circuit. But again, Ring of Honor. She's a wrestler I would love to see against the, uh, you know, against uh, Nicole Savoy or Sumisakai or any Mandy Million, anyone in the Women of Honor, you know, uh, roster. Definitely a match and a, a wrestler to keep an eye out for. So. Great stuff once again. Great match. Yeah, like you said, um, if, if if she's on the indies and she's wrestling, in a, 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 you know, in the company near you, when when uh, you know we we get the all clear for the you know COVID and stuff, she's definitely somebody you should check out live because yeah. she really really impressed us in this match. And and for Brandy coming back from her horrific injury to wrestle as well as she did with the injury still hurting. Um, shows that women go above and beyond in the wrestling ring and deserve to be as respected as me and you, Stephen, show them. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so next up is the reason why we do the RH review, the show, our spotlight that wasn't stolen from us at all. And on this occasion, it is Villain Enterprises' Brody King. Um, and before I throw it to yourself, Stephen, just give a bit of background to the people. Uh, he talks about life in social distancing, isolation, lockdown, um, how he is, you know, he's been cooking meat and playing with, you know, uh, his, his kid and uh, playing computer games and getting as angry as me, you and the world gets when we lose, which was funny. Uh, and then like flash forward to his debut when he uh, joined the battle against the kingdom which is obviously one of your favorite stables yeah uh, four surprises alongside marty and and pco and yeah that segues into the first match which i'm sure you absolutely can't wait to talk about for many obvious reasons absolutely just to say as well uh, Just to say as well, Oliver, that um, did you notice on uh, Brody King's um, TV stand the Nintendo 64 when he was doing his yoga? One thing I spotted there, I didn't see a copy of. um... I respect him just that little bit more, and absolutely, I I can't wait for the day when they the wrestling games that we've talked about and will talk about are online. Yeah, because it won't matter what what is happening in the world, everybody will be playing and, and we'll yeah. be having the time of our lives. Absolutely. Um, so that was a nice little fun thing I noticed. So <laughs> the opening match on this week's Star Spotlight of Brody King and Ring of Honor Wrestling is a six-man tag team match for the Ring of Honor World Six-Man Tag Team Championships from Saturday night at Centre Stage 2020 in Atlanta, Georgia. Between villain enterprises of Brody King, Marty Skirl, and Flip Gordon against Mexa Squad, the challengers who are Flamita, Ray Harus, and 
Steve, one of Stephen's favourite wrestlers, if not Stephen's favourite wrestler, <laughs> Bandido. <Yeah. laughs> so, yeah, what did you make of this one, Oliver? I, I don't think we have to say much about this match. No. Uh, what you're going to say, but it is excellent. Bell to bell. It has the best booking decision that I've seen in wrestling in recent times. And it is the ROH match of the year so far. That's yeah. what I need to say on it, really. Yeah. And it's like to add? Watch it. Just go and watch it. We've reviewed it enough times. It's on again because they love it. Everyone loves this. Watch this match. Enjoy this match. And it's the match of the year for Ring of Honor. Bar not. Even without COVID. Match of the year. Phenomenal. Absolutely. Phenomenal. So, yeah, move swiftly on from there with Stephen's uh, Bobby Cruz impression was on point, though. You could tell the passion in his voice when Bandido's involved, can't you? (laughs) (laughs) So the next match is uh, Brody King for the men's prize again against the Hawaiian juggernaut Jeff Cobb uh, from Death Before Dishonor. So this is Brody King's first singles match. Uh, the fans are behind him once again. Las Vegas, Nevada, as you mentioned before, but I, I guess a different arena, maybe. Sam's Town Casino, this one where Impact Wrestling normally uh, film uh, a lot of the TV tapings. Was the, the Brandy uh, Heather Monroe um, match at a different Las Vegas? Yeah, that was in an arena, but I don't know exactly which. Yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, the, the fans are thoroughly behind Brody King, the chanting Brody, because he's local. He's from uh, Los Angeles, and obviously Las Vegas is, you know, quite, uh, you know, close by and stuff in proximity. Uh, it's a free match. It was a free match before Death Before Dishonor, which is amazing. Pretty much like uh, Jeff Cobb and Dan Math before uh, Final Battle, uh, 2019, I believe. Um, the stalling top rope suplex in, in terms of highlights, the stalling top rope suplex by Cobb on that bigger guy is incredible. Uh, it was a real wow factor. And yeah, if you like your big men matches, you like a host battle, this is definitely something to check out. Uh, both guys give it the roll, put on a great performance. Um, and yeah, as a first singles match in Ring of Honor, he passed the test, didn't he? Yeah, definitely. Nine months into his Ring of Honor career and he had his first singles match and it would be... <laughs> it's incredible to think that. Um, yeah. I just put down two big bulls going at it. Jeff Cobb's strength is unbelievable, what he's able to do. But with that, Brody and King's... And, and, he's, and he's high flying as well. Yeah. He did them like, straight after the suplex. Yeah. It's These like, two could, guys... Can do this strength wise, but I can fly with the best of them, and yeah. you're going to see both in like a 30 second span. It's just, just wow. These two yeah. guys just worked an unbelievable pace, and just the strength. And you know, Brody King hit a hurricane run and followed that up with a suicide dive, which was unbelievable. And yeah. just, just crazy stuff. Like these guys are big, but they can move. And they just weren't given an itch. It was just a power move after power move, agility after agility, hybrid loop show mixed with, you know, hard hitting, strong style. Like, like 
Japanese wrestling strong style. And yeah. yeah, 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 wonderful stuff, wonderful stuff. Definitely a match which, you know, like he said on his own little VT, he had to Brody, which opened a lot of people's eyes to what he could do as a singles competitor. Which I've seen, I've seen him and on the independent scene, so I knew what I was able to do. But I think him and Cobb, the, because of the comparison, well, because of how similar the tail of the tape was between the two of them, they just went and just tore the house down. It was brilliant. Definitely go yeah. and watch it. Absolutely. And uh, the final match of the, the Star Spotlight was from the Rhodes G1 Supercard, the main event of Tag Wars 2019, yes. I believe. Um yeah was between Lifebloods, uh, Lifebloods, David Finley and Juice Robinson, along with Tennille Dashwood. It was mentioned on commentary that David Finley is a fourth generation star, which is amazing. And they were against Finley Enterprises, Brody King and PCO. And uh, from this match, Ian uh, Riccoboni, Colt Cabana and Tennille Dashwood on commentary were brilliant. I uh, loved when PCO said, shouted at Brody, chop me. And he was like, what? And it just chopped him. Uh, it's a really, really good tag match, tag team match again. Um, you get everything that you want out of this match. You want Juicy's flamboyant, flamboyant, sorry. You get it. You want Finley's technical ability. You get that. Yeah. You want PCO craziness you get that you want Brody King's all-around ability you get that and yeah it's a it's a really good tag team match and Villain Enterprises become the number one contenders to the RH World Tag Team titles after winning Tag Wars 2019 yeah uh, what did you think of this match Stephen thought it was great again uh Pete you could really see the chemistry building between PCO and uh and Brody King um very classic tag team formula it built and it built and it built and you had to stay with it but the ending was brilliant where they just got so much uh heat between both teams that they just made it work juice robinson as well is a guy who new japan star but it was great to see him in a ring of honor ring you know formerly cj parker in wwe and you look at him and you think well how far he's come out of the wwe um you know umbrella and he's just such a phenomenal talent and him and PCO were great chemistry once again between them um the uh gut wrench power bomb was great but the gonzo bomb I believe it's called from Brody King was absolutely devastating it's one of the most vicious finishes I think I've seen in a a long while just dangerous to the point of you know like scary dangerous Mm-hmm. Similar to the, in that vein was when PCO, as he always does, tries to jump off the top rope onto the apron and always misses, no matter what, he always misses and the crowd goes he, he crazy. Did he did it once when he became the RH World Champion, once. just the once. Just the once. Just the once. But it was both teams shown. No, I tell a lie, any time I think he's been in a championship match, because I remember seeing it at uh, the G1 Supercard ROH MSG. Ah, yeah. I think yeah. in MSG as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, both guys, both teams, sorry, worked really hard. It was a tag team match which followed the great formula what's been you know used several times. It built, it built, and it hit the 
peak and the climax was fantastic and it was a great way to finish this great episode of ROH Wrestling. So I once again check this out and see what Brody King can do because this was great. Yeah, and and just to finish off uh, with the the VT and stuff, it just showed the uh, which was tag team championship in yeah. the British and. Uh, Brody King said how much that meant to him beating a legendary tag team, and and yeah, um, we were supposed to do this before we we talked about the show review, but we were so excited we kind of missed it. So, gotta pay the bills. Uh, firstly, a fan's perspective, one man's exploration of British wrestling. If you'd indulge me for a moment, <laughs> in the early Years of the new millennium, three men led the charge in British wrestling, Wonder Kid Johnny Storm, Doug Williams, and the Phoenix Jody Fleisch. This book is the story of my first hearing about British wrestling being talked about on British radio via TalkSport 2001, all the way through to the first few months 2007 of my almost two-year quest to prove British wrestling was as good as its counterparts in the United States, Japan, Mexico, and beyond. Why am I talking about British wrestling book on the ROH review? Well, because I can. Uh, but the <laughs> is because I was at ROH Unified, which Stephen's insanely jealous about. Uh, too jealous, Oliver. Don't remind me. <laughs> seeing uh, the ROH World... Uh, <laughs> you've thrown me off. ROH World and ROH Pure Total Unification between Brian Danielson and Nigel McGuinness. And yes, they would have uh, gave up the mother for a Nigel McGuinness win. I stand by that statement. Um, I was then at the same hotel as the ROH wrestlers in 2007, and I was at the Liverpool Double Shot in March 2007 too, to take in the incredible Fight Without Honour uh, match between Jimmy Rave and the aforementioned Nigel McGuinness. So if you want to check out you know, a couple of ROH things with a lot of British wrestling and see how British wrestling, you know, got to how it is now, very respective and, uh, you know, doing amazing. Uh, this was before the peak. So hopefully you'll enjoy this book. Secondly, I've got a WWE book. Ooh. Um, <laughs> once again, you'd wonder why I'd talk about this on the ROH review, but bear with me. So this is a fan's perspective, 2016. What a year to be a fan of WWE. Indulge me again. 2016 was a truly great year to be a fan of World Wrestling Entertainment. Join me as I take you on a journey through every pay-per-view, Raw and SmackDown Live, NXT TakeOver and WWE Network Special. Read my alternative WrestleMania 32 booking, plus my thoughts and insights on all of 2016's major matches, segments, storylines, and major news stories throughout this historical and groundbreaking time. So talking about this because a lot of ROH wrestlers are now in WWE because ROH was the uh, you know proving ground basically. Um, there, there wouldn't be a WWE Impact or AW main event uh, roster without ROH. So you know let's put a bit of respect on the ROH name. Um, so, yeah, uh, Kevin Owens is in here, uh, Kevin Steen in ROH, Seth Rollins is in here, Tyler Black in ROH, uh, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, his debut year. So, yeah, um, it's a book that I'm, I'm proud of, and even though it's uh, 
you know, not the company that we're talking about tonight. Um, it's it's something I'm quite proud of. So uh, check it out. And then lastly, uh, a fan's perspective, how my lifelong dream became a nightmare. Uh, 2008 was a historical year in professional wrestling. Chris Jericho and Shawn Michaels contested one of, if not the best pro wrestling feud of all time. Excuse me. I continued writing and reporting on the UK scene. My lifelong dream attending a WrestleMania, WrestleMania 24 Live came true, and I met my childhood hero, Bret the Hitman Hart. 2008 is the year WWE could have catapulted my modern day favorite wrestler, Paul London, to the main event. They didn't, so I fancy booked in there. 2008 also had some great matches. I share my thoughts on some of the best. Uh, 2008 was a big year in terms of the women's wrestling evolution we are now living through, explain how we have got here, and as a special bonus, I share my thoughts on the beginning of 2009. Uh, in this book, once again, ROH is mentioned, uh, whilst at WrestleMania 24, I uh, attended the ROH double shot in Orlando, Florida. I saw a fantastic match between uh, ROH world champion at the time, uh, the, once again, the aforementioned Nigel McGuinness, he's getting a lot of coverage tonight. And, uh, you know, the greatest man that ever lived, Austin Aries. So, um, yeah, these these are my books. And um, all three are available on paperback and Kindle, and Kindle Unlimited for free on Amazon. But I would point you in the direction of my big cartel, a fan's perspective.bigcartel.com, because it's the same price as Amazon. But 50% of the money that you pay towards the book can go to a charity or charities of your choice. Uh, I want to do my bit to change the world. And, and this is me just doing my little bit. So, yeah, thank you very much to everyone that supported me so far. Uh, I really appreciate it. And to Stephen, who owns the British and the Nightmare book, tell them how good they are, Stephen. Great books. Really fun to read. and. Envious, as I've always said about the missing out on Unified, but never mind. <laughs> no, great stuff. You got to live it by reading my book. I did. First hand. You, you did. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, from, from there, we are going on to our main events of the evening. And it's our new edition. We are going to every week from this week forward talk about an honor club match and i know Stephen wanted to introduce this but it means so much more to me Stephen. No. so indulge Take me yeah this is a cage match for the roh world title between roh tag team champion uh one half of the briscoes jay briscoe against the roh world champion samoa joe and yeah um yeah I'll, I'll i'll talk about mine my thoughts on this this feud has been going since 2003 at death before dishonor where with jim Cornette in samoa joe's corner the briscoes attacked him from behind so that was the previous july and we're now in march 2004 to keep a feud going that long is incredible first of all before we even get to the match uh, Ray, Ray Murrow and Chris Lovey, who isn't Gabe Sapolsky on commentary. Yeah. Um, 
and and this is where the annoyance comes in here. Samoa Joe is a badass. All you have to do is book him like he's a badass. And then he is world championship material. It doesn't matter what company he's in. He, he lit up the X division when he went to TNA Impact Wrestling. He hasn't had the opportunity to do the same in WWE. He did in NXT. He, all he had to do was be booked as a badass. So that annoys me, and I know it annoys you too. Um, Jay Briscoe tries to escape, so Joe takes a chain out of his out of his shorts and uh, you know kicks the steel cage into Mark Briscoe's face and then chains it up. Uh, brilliant by Samoa Joe. Jay Briscoe bleeds in this match like a hog. Like Eddie Guerrero in that Judgment Day 2005 match against JBL. Um, if you know fans are, are bloodthirsty though, because they want Jay to uh, you know get hit by the OLA kick. This isn't one for the the faint at heart. Um, and then from there, yeah, backdrop driver boy Joe. Holy sh! Chris Jericho. <sighs> Mountain wrestling reference. Did you hear that one, Stephen? Yeah, I did. That was great. Backdrop Driver by Jay Briscoe, which mm. was more inspiring. Uh, they call it an ace crusher, but it's a diamond cutter because you've got to go with the original name for the move uh, by Jay Briscoe off the top rope, which was amazing. Um, Jay Driller, uh, which is the power that the man has, is. Uh, yeah, like I said, awe-inspiring. There's been a little rivalry between the pure title and the RH world title. So uh, AJ Styles comes out, the RH pure champion at the time, stops Mark, catches him off the off the cage, and then turns it into a Styles clash on the floor. I mean, that was just incredible. And to to finish it off, it's a top rope muscle buster for the free. And this is an unbelievable match as a standalone match. It's an unbelievable cage match as a cage match. And across all promotions, it's one of the best cage matches, psychology-wise, that you'll ever, that you'll see as a wrestling fan up until this point, as we're watching it in 2020 from 2004. Um, just saying about the ending, respectful handshake. Joe gets on the mic and... You know, says he he respects uh, the Briscoes and Jay Briscoe for the fight that he brought, basically. And then after the match, it's it's just brilliant. The the psychology is in the match, but it's outside the match because they were building towards Styles versus Joe before uh, TNA pulled their their stars, and Mm. that would have been an incredible feud. So, yeah, just on point. This is probably one of the greatest bell to bell, everything involved ROH matches of, of all time. Yeah. Good luck yeah. trying to follow that, Stephen. <laughs> I actually remember this match coming on the um, wrestling channel. I remember yep. it coming on and it was one of the first times I'd watched Ring of Honor um, vividly and seeing Jay Briscoe bloody to the point of his blood actually congealing into into in, in into strips was like unseen 
I'd never even seen anything like that. Um, the just like you've said, the spots in this thing have just never been seen before or since. The just the brutality of Joe was vicious. I made a note that this was Joe's 14th world title defense, which of 37. So that just tells you how many he actually did have. Oh wow! The yeah, the streamers as well, which came into the beginning of the match, were a great touch. Joe, Joe at this point was like on a tear. There was no wrestler better at this point than Samoa Joe, both in terms of brutal wrestling or technical wrestling. He was the most all-around great wrestler in the world. He was unbelievable. And Jay Briscoe just took him to his limit once again. Like, um, it it just was, um, it was just amazing. It is an amazing cage match. There's nothing in this match which you can say is negative. There's nothing you can, it's a violent match. It's a bloody match, but it's a cage match which wouldn't be anything else given the two competitors involved within it. And it's a match which the actual violence involved makes sense because of the psychology as you mentioned it's not just there for the sake of being there it makes sense and, and because you'd last him from the previous joy yeah yeah mm-hmm. and and it, it is just an it is an amazing match and we and, and one thing i will say for people is that um this is like the first match we're going to review for these on a club exclusive matches we're going to review yeah, and we've got like a pretty good match next time to be able to. T- this is like the benchmark so far we've got for these honor club matches because this is one phenomenal match, and I would recommend everyone to at least go and watch this once because it will show you just how. I know that Ring of Honor gets a lot of, as you said, or we've said like negativity in terms of certain aspects like storytelling and such, like with outside of the ring, but. Yeah all the pieces fell into place in one way or another, both inside and outside, and it was a full-blown story, what we saw take place in a match like the, of this magnitude. And, yeah, yeah it, it was fantastic, and I just can't wait to talk about the next match when we get round to it for the Honor Club exclusive. So, unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah, and, and once again, uh, obviously, Honor Club, uh, 9.99 a month, uh, you know, at this moment in time, everything was being paused, so we're not not sure if you have to pay for anything. Because VIP subscribers, we paid 119 for the year. Um, this match alone is worth the 9.99 a month. Uh, with with the 50 matches being added every Friday and stuff, it, it will be worthwhile. So, um, yeah, it, this is definitely a match you need to check out right after you've listened to this. So, yeah, once again, we was going to do ads between uh, the fourth segment and the sixth segment, but now it's going to have to be the fifth and the seventh. So, Stephen, nice segue to yours. Uh, you want to talk yeah. about fantastic writing work that you do? Yeah. So, um, I myself am a member of the Wrestling Estate. You can find us on Twitter at the Wrestling EST or on Google if you type in the Wrestling Estate. Um, myself, my most latest article was an interview with um, pro wrestling independent photographer um, Ken Walton. Wonderful guy, great interview. He's taken photographs at numerous events for AW, for WWE, and also for Ring of Honor. Um, great photographer who talks openly about his career and what he's accomplished so far, so definitely check that out. 
Um, and on our website, we cover WWE, we cover Impact Wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling, AW, Ring of Honor. We have a monthly newsletter you can sign up to. And each week, we also have a weekly roundtable where we get asked a series of questions by our editor, John, and um, answer them. And they'll get published on our website to create a full article. And myself and Oliver took part um, in the Ring of Honor Mount Rushmore article, which is on the uh, website now for you all to check out and enjoy. So check us out. Absolutely. And a huge thank you to, to Stephen and John for getting me involved in that. It's my first writing piece that hasn't been a book in years. So... Really enjoyed it. Thanks very much, guys. You're welcome. Uh, so from that, yeah, we're going to segue into our links and plugs. Uh, we're very proud to be, uh, you know, hosted by the amazing people at Broken But Glorious Wrestling Podcast Network. Uh, absolutely fantastic, guys. Uh, they are on Twitter, at BBG Wrestling. We mentioned at the top of the show, bbgwrestling.com is the website. And uh, the SoundCloud is soundcloud.com slash bbgwpod. If at this time you can donate at all, uh, because we pay for the SoundCloud and the website, then it's paypal.me forward slash bbgwpod. Uh, any donations would be greatly appreciated. Uh, for ourselves, we are at ROH Review on Twitter, at ROH Review on Instagram, we are on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash ROH Review 2019, because that's when we were formed. We are on YouTube, one of those finger things that we have to put in the description. And if you want to give any comments, feedback, or suggestions, <laughs> it, <laughs> it just paused on you doing that, Stephen. That's brilliant for the bloopers. Uh, any comments, feedback, and suggestions to ROH yeah. Review? outlook.com and um and yeah just a, a huge thank you to uh the people who have been helping us behind the scenes so bob mcgee in between the sheets uh chris of uh pro wrestling ponderings and roh world and and Stephen has been connecting with with all the people as well anyone you need to thank Stephen that i might have missed yeah yeah, Mark of the uh, Wrestling Post, thank you so much, and the uh, Gorilla Network. Um, actually, unfortunately, don't know the name of the gentleman who uh, actually manages their website. But once again, just thank you so much for sharing our um, our podcast on your websites and getting us our press releases out there. It means so much. So thank you. Absolutely, and a huge thank you to the team and. At Fight TV, um, yeah, the amazing company that you know ourselves and Broken but Glorious Wrestling are so proud to work with. Uh, you know, uh, collaboration has been key. They've they've been fantastic to work with, and we've tried to help in any way we could. So a huge thank you to them as well. And yeah, and as always, since like the last few podcasts, we've we've talked about some causes that are close to our heart. To, uh, to finish off with, and I think we'll continue that. Um, yeah, mental health is uh, such a important subject to talk about now. Uh, me and Stephen have talked about it a lot off-air during social distancing, isolation, lockdown. And, um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where 
we've spoken about you know our, our issues and and uh, felt better about doing so so please please reach out um however you want so I've, I've said not to text and insta message and stuff but just do what do what you have to do what you want to do um reach out phone calls video calls voice notes if you're struggling tell somebody if you're not then you know tell tell somebody you're doing well um we everyone needs to be there for each other we've seen the effects of cyberbullying and on somebody's mental health and that's been absolutely horrific to witness so yeah just be kind um you don't know what the other person is going through regardless whether you're online or in in uh, in person so yeah just be kind uh across the board uh anything that you'd like to add there Stephen? yeah just that um i know that a lot of tensions and a lot of stress levels and possibly depression will be high now because and, and worries maybe due to the situation with social distancing with you know possibly things being lifted lockdowns being you know eased and things um and you know don't don't struggle alone with anything what you may be having at the moment mental or otherwise health issues we're all here to help one another you know um we're all here to listen and all here to you know support one another in terms of bullying as we've mentioned before there's no need to to there's no one should do it if people do it then they need to face the consequences of their actions um, social media should be a tool as it did with me and Oliver to bring people together it shouldn't be to put people apart and just if you know of anyone who is a cyber bully or someone who may be cyber bullying somebody else then try and report them or get them mention it to some kind of a authority on some website because it's not that's what it's there for it's the whole point of you know authorities so definitely um let them know this is the time like i said we should all be together and helping one another not pulling each other apart or trying to stop people from reaching out mm. uh, or maybe a better way is trying to educate them not to be a cyber bully or a bully yeah you know that's that might be another way but it, it might be difficult to do that so yeah if, can't do that then block and report and don't think about yeah. that person again mm-hmm. uh, yeah anti-bullying um and and no bullying is something we definitely stand for uh it doesn't need to happen at any age it can happen at any age and it is horrific to go through at any age so mm-hmm. i'll just be kind there's a lot of negativity in the world but don't add to it just yeah. you want to be positive uh, like we said at the at the top of the show and stuff about being judged, you're going to be judged. So just live your life and and be yourself. Yeah. Just be happy. Don't let anyone yeah. else decide your happiness. Um. Yeah. And and obviously we were very uh you know passionate about helping the homeless. Um. Regardless of the reason that they they're there, uh, anyone can fall on hard times. Um. I was going to go into a wrestling promo there by Dusty Rhodes, who um, 
who passed away on on this day actually um I, wow you know, was that how long ago it was five years ago today oh it wow the way on the 11th of june wow uh, that, uh, um but yeah uh, in in all seriousness uh homelessness is a, a terrible horrific thing that we are living through worldwide not that far from so once again be kind do what you can to to help uh, give food, give money, chat to somebody, you know, all these things, uh, they're pretty much across the board, aren't they really? You know, if yeah. you talk to somebody and you are kind, then, then hopefully that can change someone's perspective. Um, is there anything you'd like to say on that, Stephen? Yeah, just, you know, anyone, as you said, anyone can become homeless. Any family can become homeless especially at this time we're in in COVID. You don't know how, I have no idea how people who are homeless are coping at the moment, but I know there are um, so many thousands of people who are volunteering or, you know, organisations that are helping people, you know, and supermarkets, as I work in a charity myself, have been wonderful for us and I know they will have been for other charities. But as individuals as well, if you're able to give any clothes, able to give any food, able to give any, even if you want to shelter in some shape or form to anybody, then please do it because I wouldn't even, I can't even imagine what it must be like at this time for homeless people suffering from homelessness or made homeless. And once again, it's the whole thing of just be kind to one another. We all can land on hard times, as the great Dusty Rhodes said, um, who I didn't know died on this day. Um, former Ring of Honor alumni as well, just to add. Um, but everyone is just, Stephen. Yes, they are. Um, they are. But yeah, um, just just be kind to one another. This is a time where we need to take stock and think about what really matters in life and what really is the most important things. And there are people who are less fortunate than ourselves, and we need to help them now because if we don't now, we may never will. And you know, just help where you can. Absolutely. And as we mentioned on last week's show, we, you know, we, we said about uh, the beginning of Pride Month and much like we've said, you're going to be judged. So just live your life and, and live your best life, basically. Um, and then we mentioned about Black Lives Matter because of, uh, you know, uh, George Floyd being uh, murdered. Um, yeah, uh, and in that instance, we we might not understand, but we do support you uh, 100%. We want change. We don't want injustice. We want equality. And uh, we, we stand with you. Black Lives Matter. And they always will. And they always have. Anything you'd like to add to that, Stephen? Yeah, Um just that, as I said last week, I just hope that George's family and friends are okay after everything what has happened. It must be a horrendous, well, it's a horrendous time for them with what's gone on and especially his daughter and his wife and just, you know, I just hope that they're okay with everything what's going on. Um, it shouldn't be happening. It shouldn't be going on. We're all equals. We're all people. We're all, especially at a time again like this when we should be helping one another regardless of creed race religion orientation it's not a time for prejudices to be rampant and for these things to be happening mm. and just the black lives as all lives matter in the world and that we are all equals on earth we're all human 
and yeah. we all, you know, stand for the right causes and the right. Oh well, we here at the ROH Review stand for the right causes and the right, um, the right things. I believe, and like I said, I just send my condolences out to George's family once again, and to anyone affected by George's passing around the world because I know it will have affected a lot of people especially at home you know with watching the news and things so just you know black lives do matter and just let's hope that this opens people's eyes yeah and we truly hope that your your death uh, George isn't in vain and the change no. that you desperately want is uh, is something that comes to fruition in the, the weeks and months to come. And from a protest perspective, uh, please do it peacefully. Uh, but yeah, we stand with you 100%. And we as, as we reach the one hour, eight minute mark of the one hour maximum podcast, um, yeah, just so very grateful of the escapism that this gives both of us from. Uh, you know, real life, uh, social distancing, isolation, lockdown is taking its toll 12 weeks in, I think, for both of us, but you've got to get on with things. Um, just so so very grateful and, and very humbled uh, by the response. 21,000 plus listens is mind-blowing. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. 900 plus views as well on our, on our YouTube channel since January is fantastic and yeah we just hope that we are providing a service that gives you some escapism some enthusiasm and um yeah just just something to to get away from real life uh, worries and stresses and woes and uh, that that would be you know um a, a great thing for us so yeah. Uh, Stephen did a fantastic job interviewing Worldwide Star Tyson Dukes last week. That was an incredible interview. That was such an easy listen. Uh, congratulations to both you and Tyson. We'll have yeah. another interview this weekend. Not quite sure who with, so we'll leave it as a mystery. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just 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 thank you from the bottom of of our hearts. Um, I'm sure I can speak on Stephen's behalf. And uh, yeah, yeah, always get an ROH review. I hope you've enjoyed the Honor Club match being added as much as we've enjoyed talking about it. And uh, yeah, either solo or duo, you'll always have an ROH review from uh, from us. And until the weekend for the interview and the ROH review episode 33 next week, um, that's good night from myself. Oliver Newman, free-time pro wrestling author. And it's good night from Stephen Jackson, a pro wrestling journalist. And we talk about each other in the third person. And (laughs) (laughs) good night. Bye. See you, everybody. Bye. See ya.